0: George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the Fine Print Podcast on Ramsey Networks, is my co-host today. Open phones here, America, 888-825-5225. Merry Christmas to you. Jessica's with us in Austin, Texas. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
1: Hi. Happy to be here.
0: Good to have you. How can we help?
1: Okay. I have a question. Um, we got into some credit card trouble. Um, we are now being offered to settle for uh, $8,000 less, or we could pay it off um, with a $500 discount at 20000 But both of those are going to hurt our credit, and we're going to want to be able to buy a house pretty soon, and I know interest rates are going to matter. Should we try to settle, or should we just go ahead and pay it off, even though they're both going to leave bad marks?
0: So you're behind on the credit card.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, it's actually a bigger problem than what – it's not as simple as it sounds. Um, we're supposed to get a 0% interest rate, and they didn't do it, and then they were going to backdate the interest. But they've already they
0: back- reported you as not paying the credit card on time many, many yes. months.
1: Yeah. But so your credit
0: like is already gone, girl.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you're calling me
0: acting like you are sterling credit, and you're about to mess it up. You're already screwed.
1: It's bad, but I don't want to make it worse. I'm trying to rebuild it.
0: Yeah, I don't want you to rebuild it. I want you to quit borrowing money.
1: But what about like a house?
2: You buy a house the way George did. No credit score. And you know what that means? It's going to take longer because you have to get out of debt completely. No open trade lines, no open credit lines. And then six months later, 12 months later, while you're saving up your down payment, that credit score will eventually become indeterminable. And then you can use a process called manual underwriting to get that house the right way down the line. So you're not ready to buy a house anyways.
0: So I wouldn't well, be we, worried about that. Yeah, you're $20,000 in debt not paying your bills on time. You don't need to talk about buying a house right
2: now.
1: No, we have a lot of money, though. We just sold a house. We have 130000 in the bank. So we're about to be able to pay off all of our debt. We have 30000
2: So total debt, debt, debt is to to thirty. You have a hundred mm hmm and so what's your question today? Should uh, you her do the settlement? Is should she take a
0: discount on a credit card when she has the money to pay it off? You should pay the entire bill that you owe. That's called integrity.
1: Well, I understand that too, but they're Good. also they charge an extra three thousand dollars on top of what they were supposed to do. And I called them and I told them, I was like, Listen, I said, I don't want to I don't want to get it for less. I want to pay what we owe, but I also want y'all to take the interest off what y'all said that y'all are gonna do in the first place, which is, I have a recording. That they said that they were going to do. So I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm saying I don't want to take a. Okay, so what is the interest
0: dispute about? Explain that.
1: They were supposed to do a 0% interest rate on a charge before I did the charge, and I never did it. And I would call and call and call and call and tell them that, you know, to have it fixed. And each time they're like, okay, well, we'll fix it. And then we're going to send it up to corporate. And then we're going to send it back up to corporate. And they're going to have to do, they're going to have to back backtrack it. Yeah, which credit card is this? Off? Discover.
0: Discover. Yeah, you discovered they suck.
1: Yeah, it's incredibly, and so we've been struggling with them and fighting with them on it. And this is the first time we've ever been in kind of, kind of in trouble as far as not paying. And was, all your was, other bills are both current. Yes, all my other bills have always been current. So you have ten thousand
0: dollars in debt that is not this. What is that?
1: Um, we have a Capital One credit card. It's current. Of 20, it's everything else is current.
0: Okay, so just pay it, mm-hmm. and um, I mean whatever you can come to that is ethical and moral that you really owe and you can come to that amount pay it and uh your credit though is already dinged this Mm -hmm. one little thing discounting this is not going to ding your credit and keep you from getting a house
1: okay
0: what's your credit score now
1: it's like 660 it's
0: not great well you're not you're not you got you got other issues then how do you have a six sixty if you've never been late on anything but this one card?
1: Because it's this card that it's been dinging the crap no. out of it. No. Do you want to see it? I can email you stuff or credit report.
0: The only thing you've ever been late on in your life is that one card, and you have a six sixty.
1: Not in my entire life, but it was a seven. It was like a seven fifty before this credit card hit. So I mean, it and was how long have you been
0: arguing with? It. How long have you been late with this card?
1: Six months we've been arguing back and forth for the last six months. Wow.
2: Why even argue when you guys have the money to pay for it? They didn't at the time.
1: We didn't. We just now have the money now. Because
2: you sold the house.
1: Because we sold the house, and we couldn't pay it because we, we couldn't get it current. Because The interest rate was so high, and the, the minimum due was so high, so we couldn't get current. But Where we are you living told,
0: now? A rental?
1: No. Um, well, we sold our house. And my family has a house that we're living in. It's just one of their properties that they had. How long can so how long here. can you live there? Um, I mean, I don't want to stay here for too long, but for at least another year we could live here.
0: Okay. What I would do is pay off everything, get the disputed amount or not figured out, and get it in writing that, the, that this takes your balance with Discover because they will screw you, as you have found out. They're a horrible company. And Mm -hmm. so you need to pay it off as soon as possible completely and get it zeroed out. And then you have no payments of any kind showing on your credit bureau report. And six to 12 months later, your 660 will be zero. And then you do manual underwriting the way George said. That's your shortest. That's your best shortcut. Because at 660, you're not getting a mortgage like you want. You're going to get a subprime. Mm Mm-hmm. And so your best angle is to drop to zero rather than try to get your get your number up. The only way you're going to get this number up is keep borrowing more money and paying it back and go back in credit card debt and run up a bunch of crap just to play the FICO game. And I don't play the FICO game. Mm-hmm. That's what you talk about getting screwed. Those are the people screwing you. So, yeah, what I would do is get a number that is ethical and proper in writing from Discover this week, write the check, write the check on the other one, close both accounts and make sure there is nothing on your credit bureau report that is open, that every single item is closed. No trade accounts, no nothing. Nothing is being reported as you paying payments and your 660 will disappear in six to 12 months and then you'll be ready and just stay in the family house until it disappears. That's what I would do.
2: That's the simplest path. And Uh, it's it's actually the shortest path. Yeah. And as we've seen here, you play with snakes, you get bit. I mean, trying to get the credit card companies to play nice and do what they said they were going to do is a fruitless endeavor. And it's never worth it. And people always open it going, well, it's a 0% interest. I'm getting the rewards. I'm getting the points. I'm getting the sky miles. And it always ends up calling the show going, Dave, we're $20,000 in credit card debt. I don't know how we got here. I'll tell you how you got here. You dealt with snakes. And then you wondered why you got bit. So the simplest thing to do is just not walk into the, the old cage, Dave. Yeah. I hope...
0: That you remember this experience the rest of your life, and the next time someone runs up to you at an airport to have you sign up for a free T-shirt for a credit card, you smack them and walk away giggling. I hope that's what I do. You need to recommend, you need to remember this. I don't actually Dave's not scared them. of assault charges at this point. I'm not really physically <laughs> scared, but I mean, my God. Verbally. Like not a chance, Southwest Air. Not a chance. This is the Ramsey Show.
1: Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost-sharing ministry, but I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: George Campbell Ramsey personality is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money so the premise on the ramsey show is get out of debt and stay out of debt because that way you have control of your life some stupid butt bank or car company doesn't have control of your life and you have control of the most powerful wealth building tool that you could possibly have and that's your income when you give all your income to a stupid butt bank you have no money and you have couch payments And you have cell phone payments, and you have car payments, and you have Sally Mae payments, and payments, and payments, and payments, and payments. And you work your butt off, and you get to the end of your life broke, and you say, gosh, I hope the government, which is well known for its ability to handle money, will take care of me. This is not a plan, America. Instead, we teach you to actually get out of debt, quit worshiping at the altar of the great FICO. And that means that it changes what you use banks for. You know what I use banks for checking account. That's it. Got a debit card on it. Got several of them, several banks for that matter, a lot of money in banks, but for running this business and for running our real estate properties and for running our lives and so forth. But that's basically all a banks good for. And guess what? When you start using a bank just for that, you realize how bad banks really suck that they're absolutely the most horrendous industry when it comes to customer service. They treat you like garbage. They treat you like a name. And so we recommend small community banks, regional banks at the most, and or credit unions. We tell you to stay away from these behemoth banks because they're going to treat you like crap, and they don't care. If you work for Bank of America, you should get a good job. If you work for Wells Fargo, you should get a good job. Working for a good company, not the one you're working for. They're awful, and here we go again, like the sixth time in five years or the fifth time in six years. Here we go again, George. Tell them what's happening with good old Wells uh, Fargo right
2: now. From NPR, here's the headline: Wells Fargo to pay 3.7 billion dollars settling charges it wrongfully seized homes and cars. Billion. Wow. Billion. It's a thousand millions. 3.7 thousand million. That's got to be pretty bad. So the CFPB, Consumer I mean, Financial didn't Protection Bureau, they just accidentally do this once. Wow. Okay. CFPB can do that. They just ordered them to pay billions in fines for this, and the Wells Fargo agreed to it. Which means I'm they guilty. They did it.
0: Which means they did it. Gosh. They would not have agreed to it if they didn't do wow. it.
2: Wow. You don't pay
0: 3.7 billion just to keep the CFPB happy. You go to court
2: if you're right, but they're wrong. They did it. And the CFPB knocked them in the head. This is awesome. So here's what happened. People had their cars wrongfully repossessed by Wells Fargo, and the bank took actions that resulted in borrowers wrongfully losing their homes, according to the order from the CFPB. Other customers were wrongly uh, and improperly charged overdraft fees on their checking accounts.
0: Yikes. Wells Fargo's rinse and repeat cycle of violating the law has harmed millions, millions of millions more than one of american families the cp cfpb director said. uh reho Re- i don't know how you pronounce that oh hit chopra maybe yeah. that sounds uh, right. chopra something yeah
2: wow that's pretty wild and oh, so the, terms of the order
0: wells fargo will pay two billion to millions of customers who were harmed and the bank will pay a 1.7 billion dollar fine
2: this is wild and uh, it's it's weird that they're such repeat offenders. You'd think they'd learn their lesson after having to pay, which tells you how much money they are making off of you, America, if they've got just $4 billion laying around to pay fines and they just move on with their day. And they build big big buildings downtown. You know, downtown, this a, you they know sponsor what this is stadiums. called at
0: Wells Fargo, don't you? What's that? Tuesday.
2: That's <laughs> oh, a drop in the bucket for these big banks. Just another day at the bank. And tomorrow you'll see their name on the newest stadium in your town. Going, well, how is this possible? Yeah. It's because they are screwing everyone over with this kind of behavior. The bank
0: framed the settlement as a way to move forward and reform the company's scandal-ridden past.
2: Nothing says we're doing great and not guilty like we will continue paying billions of dollars to make <laughs> ourselves look good. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. Well, if you bank with Wells Fargo, now's a good time uh. to not bank with Wells Fargo. Um, one time to look for a new bank. What was the other one there was
0: It was Bank of America that actually foreclosed on a house that had no debt on it in Florida. They did that. So I always said you know we've done research and 100 of the foreclosures occur on a home with a mortgage that's actually not true. There not was true. one time at Bank of America I foreclosed yeah. on a house that had no mortgage on it in Florida and boy did they get their butt suit off Ooh. for that one. Oh God but these guys are they they're they're like big tech. Big big FinTech here is, um, you know, if you're Google, if you're Apple, you, you're larger economically than most countries, so you're somewhat insulated. If you're Wells Fargo, you're somewhat insulated. They had a thing that was at 24,000 employees. you have to look that old article wow. up. That's like four years ago. Uh, 24,000 employees had falsely opened accounts in the customers' names, if I remember the story correct. So these are bankers trying to hit their quota and get their sales bonuses because that's really all a banker is now is a bad salesman. And in order to hit their branch quotas, 24,000 different employees wow. had uh, falsely opened accounts in order to hit. I, I, I may be a little bit off on the year or whatever, but I'm not off on the idea. The concept happened. And that's one way to do it. This is, that was also Wells Fargo. That's part of their scandal-ridden past. You guys,
2: how do you survive as a, like, how do you still have customers after all this and people still go there and sign up for an account today? Well, knowing all of this,
0: there's a couple of ways to grow a business. One way you grow a business is you do a great job serving and you get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You do a great job at your restaurant and uh, somebody wants you to open another one and then somebody wants you to open another one and uh, your sub sandwiches are good, and so then later on you're Jimmy John's, right? And so you do a good job, which Jimmy John's does a good job, right? So they're franchised. So you serve the customer, and you get big to scale because you just keep doing the right thing a lot. The other way you can grow a business, which is the way this one was grown, is you buy up all the competitors. You take all your profits and keep buying all the competitors, and you take your stinky, horrible systems and integrate them into every bank you bought, and then you did it, and, and so what you're doing now is screwing people with scale, mm. and that's what these guys are. They're just, um, guys, if, if it happened a couple of times in a company the size of Wells Fargo, you would go, well, it's a, it's a huge company. Of course, they're going to have a couple of bad actors. This was millions of you that are customers. Millions of customers were harmed. How do you do that and even stay open? Well, because you people keep going over there and running your dadgum checking account because you think the little stagecoach is in your favor.
2: They got so, that old-timey little logo. Makes you think I got your integrity. old-timey logo. Millions. Millions you are not going to fool me with the Oregon Trail. Those people died of dysentery. Okay, <laughs> we know how that ended. George, don't bank with You are with these officially people.
0: old. No one knows what the Oregon Trail is.
2: Oh um, I'm trying to teach the young folks out there. Dave. Uh, Oregon Trail. I had to throw it at you. There. Must have been four when that was out. Yeah, just about four. Yeah.
0: Good memory. The computers were new. Oh. Uh, well, right. the
2: good news is, America, you have a choice with where you bank, and yeah. I know it's a hassle to go like switch a checking account, but if I mean staying away from companies like this that treat you like this it is worth an hour or two of your time
0: i don't i just don't grasp why anyone still has an account at wells fargo or bank of the
2: America. only thing i can think of is if you got a mortgage and it gets sold to a different lender and no, it ends i'm, up I'm talking wells about Franco. your accounts
0: your banking is there
2: yeah that doesn't
0: make sense and, and you know do better my car did not get repoed i was not one of the millions wow well it's because you own it because i don't have anything to do with these idiots it's one I, way to I, avoid I, it. I also I know what a large snake that bites looks like, and I don't go near them.
2: I thought that was the friendly snake, Dave. He was smiling at me.
0: Hmm. Yikes! He's riding on stagecoach. Keep it in mind. <laughs> millions, millions of customers were harmed. Don't miss that. Please don't miss that. This is the Ramsey Show. Guys, if you have not subscribed to this show on your podcast method, whether it be Spotify, Apple, or Google, or whatever, do so. If you've not left a review, leave us a five-star review. One stars don't help. Mama said, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. So post your uh, five-star reviews quickly. We need those. It helps the algorithm, actually. It causes people to learn about this show, and it doesn't cost you a thing, and it's a way you can spread the love. And, uh, of course, you can share the show. And if you're YouTube and you're subscribing, you can hit the share link and all that kind of stuff. Or if you're listening on one of the 680 talk radio stations across America, you can just tell your friend, hey, I listened to uh, Dave and George today, and they were they were fun, and they were inspiring me to get away from Wells Fargo and um, all that kind of stuff. And, hey, they're tell them the station and the time that you're listening so that you can yeah. be sure to get us in there. So, it usually
2: starts with a friend telling you it yeah. takes that word of mouth and that at scale creates a lot of impact so thank you to all of you who have done that
0: absolutely last minute gifts don't have to be less meaningful if you're still looking for some last minute gifts we can help and we won't tell anybody you did it at the last minute instead of grabbing random gift cards at the oh uh, Walgreens instead you could uh, you could go get a building wealth live Event ticket. Ooh. There you go. Just download it right off your computer there. We're going to be in Nashville, January 12th, Indianapolis, February 16th, Austin, Texas, February 23rd, Salt Lake City, Utah, April 24th, Anaheim, California, May the 2nd. We're going to talk to you not only about debt, but how to really build wealth in the middle of this crazy inflation stagflation screwed up world we live in right now. How are you going to make it in the middle of this? We will show you the details and how to do that. It's only $49. Come out. We'd love to have you. It's George and Rachel Cruz, George Camel. uh, Of course, Dr. John Deloney and Ken Coleman, me. And uh, we're going to talk to you and teach you this stuff. So you know, check out one of those dates. Pick it up. It's a great stocking stuffer, RamseySolutions.com slash events, RamseySolutions.com slash events. Jonathan is in Lexington, Kentucky. Hi, Jonathan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
3: Hi, guys. I've heard about you all my life day, and I'm going to be the first person to actually do it.
2: Okay, cool. <laughs> so everyone's talking um, about it and a... you want to be about it. Absolutely. Love
3: it. Um, I'm trying to be as specific as possible in setting my goals. Um, I'm 25 years old, single, a homeowner, and I about 45K home, uh, take home. And I next year, I have to potentially make 103,000 uh, next year take home uh, with about 6 or $7 an hour increases scheduled within the next five years. Um, there's six goals I want to have done in that time, uh, 8K in debt, $12,000 emergency funds, start my 15% retirement. Um, I want a BBA in finance, I'll cost about 40K, but I'm pretty sure I can get that through work and I also want to be in a $300,000 home paid off after selling my current one and then somehow find a wife between all of that debt free. Um, I've been floating through life for the past seven years now and I'm concerned I'm biting off more than I can chew.
2: Well, I love your drive, first of all. And it sounds like you're trying to make up for lost time. And I want to just encourage you to, you could slow down, focus. You're 25, not 75. You have a lot of life ahead of you. And all of those things can and will happen, but don't, you know, try to do it all at once. And so our baby steps are designed to have focused intensity one thing at a time. And that means having that $1,000 emergency fund, Mm -hmm. then getting out of all of your consumer debt, then the fully funded emergency fund. And you said you're already a homeowner correct? Yeah. What's left on your mortgage?
3: 72,000.
2: All right. What other debt do you have?
3: Uh, A couple of personal loans, a credit card, and I'll be visiting you on January 16th. And I'm going to do my perspective there. (laughs)
2: Love it. Fun. So
0: Jonathan, you said you were, um, floating before and you're anything but floating. Now you're dialed in focused and intense. Now, what was the change?
3: um, Well, I had a couple of relationships fall through, and depression, didn't really feel good about myself. Uh, I'm down like 36 pounds. I started losing weight and stuff, and I don't know. I'm just snowballs going, I guess.
0: Okay, so the the answer to the broken relationships and the depression was to start controlling the controllables, and so you start taking care of your body. You're, yeah, uh, I mean, I was you're active. And USA, you've, so. you've, uh, gotten some help or whatever, and have moved your way away from the depression. And now you're setting yourself on goals. That's awesome. Way to go. Thank you, Dave. So proud of you. That's a good move. Uh, it, it's, um, I mean, that's 180 degrees. You, you've, you've turned this whole thing around and, um, uh, uh, that's, uh, a, a good thing. And then, you know, we don't want to ever put water on your fire. You're doing a great job. Um, The only thing that George is saying that I would agree with is is that uh, what I've always found, including our business goals here at Ramsey, uh, including product launches here, including um, building a a, a building, uh, nothing ever turns out exactly like you plan it. So just give yourself some emotional margin that if it doesn't work exactly like it did on paper, then that doesn't mean you lost. And so, you know, if I set my goal to make a million dollars and I've never made a million dollars and I don't hit my goal and I make 800, oh, darn, you know, I mean, are, are you okay then? And so my point is, is the beauty of goals is not necessarily the uh, mechanical legalistic achievement of the exact goal in the exact time frame. It's that you start asking yourself what must be true And you're asking yourself that I've got to do this, this, and this in order to get to that place. And so you're now on an intentional journey rather than aimlessly being bumped around this life by everyone else. And so the beauty of the goals is that it puts you in the direction and in the journey and gives you the energy to fight and push and scratch and claw towards it. Sometimes you come out above the goal and sometimes you come out below it, but every time you've moved in the right direction. And so that's just give yourself a little bit of permission to almost make it or to more than make it and still say I hit the goal.
2: Yeah, I, I remember this conversation I just had with James Clear on the Entree Leadership podcast coming out soon, and he was talking about how we focus on the results so much, but what really matters is our identity and the habits we're forming and the discipline that's created as we try to get to that result. And so it was a great reminder for me as we all, you know, head towards our goals this year. And Jonathan, I want to walk alongside you metaphorically and send you our brand new Ramsey 2023 goal planner that Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, and I worked on that will help you set those goals, stay on track, help keep you accountable. But uh, we're, we're pumped for you. So hang on the line. Austin will pick up and we'll send you one of those goal planners.
0: Merry Christmas, Jonathan. We're proud of you. Justin's with us in Salt Lake City. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
2: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can we help?
4: So let me give you some background. I just graduated last week from college. My wife and I have a 12-month-old son. My wife is a stay-at-home mom. Our household income is about 85000 before tax.
0: Uh, Congratulations. Really, really What's what your degree in?
4: Construction management. Good for you.
0: Are you in that field?
4: Yes, I am. And and a lot of the the uh, income has come because of how I've worked through school. So that's the next thing. We've worked really hard to graduate without student loans. Um, and, but that being said, we do have a car loan. We're trying to finish up right now. We're about 5,800 left on it. Mm -hmm. I just got a signing bonus for 5,000. And so that would leave us 800 on, uh, on that loan. But the wrench that got thrown into our plan is that our son has been having some health issues. Um, and we have a a appointment next week with the primary children's hospital here to see if we will need a surgery in January um add in another wrench i need to finish registering today for our insurance at my new job so it's a high deductible plan ranging from fifteen hundred dollars individual deductible up to sixty four hundred dollar individual deductible with the max out of pocket double the deductible
0: gonna cover the your company, son is adopts, it gonna cover your son
4: it will yeah um okay. we lose uh <laughs> we're on cheap government insurance right now we lose. That what's January the uh 11. what's the
0: nature of your son's medical condition
4: um, some gastrointestinal issues. And so we don't know if he'll need the surgery. And yeah. so I guess my question right now is, should I pause the yes. step two? We're so close. Yes.
0: Uh, okay. I'll pause it for six weeks. Take care okay. of your baby.
4: Okay, thank
0: you. Your baby's more important, and we're going to take care of them. You're a good man. You're doing good work. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself a little time. It's not long. You're going to pay it off very, very soon. But just give yourself a little bit of breathing room because you got a one-year-old that's sick, and you can't breathe nobody can when they're in that situation i can't breathe and it's not even my baby mm. this is the ramsey show Christmas America, this is the Ramsey Show. We're glad you're with us. George Camel is my co-host. He is the host of the podcast, The Fine Print, and um, also my co-host today, Ramsey Personality. Phone number 888 Gary is in Riverside, California. Hi, Gary. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
5: Dave and George, thanks for talking to me, and thank you for the advice in advance. Sure. Um, my situation is... My wife and I have inherited a condominium here in Southern California from my uncle. He passed away in August and has been sitting vacant since then. And we're trying to determine whether we should keep it and rent it or sell it. And I can tell you whatever you need to know about the condo and our financial situation.
0: Okay. What's it worth?
5: Uh Probably somewhere low side 500, high 630. That's based on there was one that just sold that was a complete fixer upper with okay. holes in the ceiling and everything, and it sold for 490. Is there any, any mortgage and on one, it? There's no mortgage on it. Okay. No.
0: What's your net worth?
5: Our net worth since we've acquired the condo is about 2.8.
0: Okay. Your home paid for?
5: Ours is paid for, yes. So uh, you're 100% debt free? baby step
0: seven, sir. Way to go. Well done. Well, I mean, it's just a matter of whether you want to be in the rental business or not, then.
5: Yeah, so I was using the, the sunk cost analysis that, that you've talked about before, and, and quite frankly, if I had 600000 sitting on my table, I don't know that I would buy it, uh, but it seems that under the situation with it being paid for, uh, it's in an area where there aren't a lot of rentals available, so it should rent. It will need some work. It was built in 72, and he's done very little to it. I mean, it's even still got popcorn ceilings in that. Um, we do have some money that we could sink into it. My wife and I, our goals were we had begun saving for a vacation or second home, and so we've got money set aside for that that we could then divert to this if, if we chose to, to keep it.
0: Okay. Uh, it's just a matter of what you want to own. Uh, do you want to scrape popcorn ceilings and own this and have, be a landlord and put off the purchase of your second home that was your dream prior to this blessing, or do you want to just turn this into cash and accelerate your dream on uh, second, right. you know, second ownership? E- either one's fine. There's not, there's not a wrong answer. There's not a, not a, uh, nothing in the stupid column here. It's just a preference what do you want yeah. to own what well, the thing you, your, your sunk cost analysis is the right way to look at it because you know you weren't looking to be a landlord or you would have already been one but it maybe now there's an opportunity in front of you and you say well maybe i kind of do want to try this and that's okay but there's no one no one out there or, or i we're not at ramsey gonna say Oh, you absolutely should do this as a landlord. Or
2: no, you ought to sell it. No, either one of these is fine with me. I don't know. You... Yeah, I mean, there's no uh, filter. There's no baby step for this. A lot of people just say, you know what? I, this wasn't part of the plan. It's a blessing to have. But if we turn it into cash, it will accelerate some other goals that we have. But some people go, this is really sentimental. I want to turn this into something and have this be passed down generationally. Nah. And so that that it's can be popcorn a part of right. There's
0: nothing sentimental nothing, about Nothing seedling. special <laughs> about
2: that. So if I'm in your shoes, again, I'm not you, but I I might turn this into cash and accelerate some of the other dreams that we had.
5: Yeah, if we were to keep it, is there any thoughts on what is a wise amount to say this is the cutoff of what we're willing to pay to fix it up and make it rentable or sellable?
0: Well, you want to get uh, $1.25 out for every dollar you put in. And so, if you spend a hundred grand on it, it needs to increase the value a hundred and a quarter.
5: Got it. Okay.
0: Something like that, or a hundred and a half, right? You don't want to. I don't want you to spend a hundred grand on it, increasing the value eighty. I'd rather you just sold it, right? So, um, so you may talk to your real estate agent about that. Get your, you know, get to the uh, Ramsey Trusted ELP in the area to give you some advice on what to actually do. They may tell you to sell it exactly as is. Um, rather than that, the, the money you could spend on whatever is not going to come back out. Um, so that's generally going to be my tendency, spend the minimum on it. If you're going to flip it and the same thing, if you're going to rent it, because what happens to beginning landlords is they try to make a rental property, a place they want to live. And you're not the, you're not the focus group. Right. So, I mean, honestly, $500,000 condo in California it's supposed to have popcorn ceilings. It's not going to be much. <laughs> this is not that's It's not. This is not the expensive neighborhood here. The expectations
2: here. are low. No, no,
5: it's not. It's an older neighborhood. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So I mean, that, that kind of expect that if you roll up in that driveway, right? So I I don't know that you've got to do that. You're not moving in it. So uh, you're moving in it. I'm moving in it. Popcorn ceilings are going away, but that's a different. We're not the customer in this case and so what you real
2: estate agents will know what you got to do is look at
0: that from a a management standpoint if you're going to rent it or uh you know are you going to flip it and what's happening in the neighborhood are people going in there and you know regentrifying these things in a sense and really shining them up and making them yuppie friend i'm not yuppie uh, uh gen z friendly um and uh uh Man, what happened to the yuppies? I was just
2: thinking that. I was like, "How old are they now?"
0: The yuppies must have gone the same place the Hittites went. Are they retired? They moved down by Nolansville. I don't know. Oh man, down by the river. Okay, down by the river in a van. So yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, spend the minimum on it to rent it, or the minimum on it to flip it, whichever decision you decide, whichever direction you decide to go. So ask yourself, ten years from t- today, when our net worth is eight million dollars uh and we own this condo and it's worth a million dollars or a million and a half, 10 years from today. What are are we glad we did this? Are we glad we had tenants for ten years? Are we glad we invested in this and does that feel right? Or does that kind of make your like uh, look like your stomach goes up in your throat, then don't do it, right? So but there's not a wrong answer. It's a blessing. It's a wonderful thing that your uncle left you and um hey Take, take a little comfort, and you're the guy that actually did have a rich uncle.
2: Wow. It happened we, to we one met, guy we've, we know. We met
0: the guy. He We met him. He's here. Yeah, we just talked to him. His name's Gary, and he lives in California. He as far had, as He's know. the guy. I, I knew somewhere out there there was a guy that actually had a rich uncle. That's him. So, That's um, rare. Uh, George, have you got a rich uncle?
2: Uh, Not personally.
0: Well, that would be... You, yeah, yeah, personally,
2: yeah. I just didn't want to dog my uncles. I'm sure that they're, they're doing fine. Oh, I see. I just don't think they're astronomically wealth. No one's leaving me well, in their will with the, I was million dollar say,
0: if, if you did have a rich uncle, you're probably not going to be the benefactor. That's what we're saying.
2: That's what I was trying to say yeah, in a nice okay. way. Right. Yeah. The list is long not, not before to, I get there.
0: Yeah, well, and you got, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm low on the totem pole. That's why I'm building wealth for myself. I don't expect it from any rich uncles. That's a good...
0: That's a good reason right there. <laughs> good motivation.
2: Well, we had someone call, Dave, you weren't around for this, but they called and they, they were asking us for our advice and we gave it to them and they said, well, I don't think I'm going to do that because uh, I got family that's going to leave me a bunch of money. And I went, okay.
0: So, so you called uh, the show, why?
2: I said, I'm good. I don't need this. I'm about to inherit a lot of money and you guys, uh, your advice is irrelevant. So I said, well, thanks for wasting our time as well as yours. That was very nice. But that's an attitude people have out there.
0: it's an indication they should not have been left in inheritance. And we say it's I don't it's messed up their lives. Is it
2: don't count the the chickens before they hatch? Is that's that the it. saying That's the one. Cuz you never know what's going to happen until that person actually is deceased yeah. and you're I actually mean, in the will.
0: Your rich uncle might have heard you being an idiot on the radio and took you out of the will.
2: Or he went, "Oh, I have to add him to the will." You could have triggered his memory there, Dave. So thank you. I forgot to do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is what happens around Christmas time on this show. I'm just saying. All right, folks. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. This is where we teach you to live on less than you make, a concept apparently Congress can't grasp. $1.7 trillion. Thank you very much.
2: What's that number? Is uh, you uh, loan uh, debt or, or how much they spent? That's what
0: they just passed to keep the place open because they were afraid the lights are going to go off. Wow. And um, Yeah, there's a... Um, there's a little... Mm, okay. Yeah, that'll do. Merry that Christmas, That will yeah. do. That'll, that'll do. That'll do, donkey. That'll do. That puts us hour of the Ramsey Show in the books.